Hey listeners, before we get started, I just want to give a quick content warning. This game contains horror themes, specifically compulsion, blood, body horror, and transformation. The action in this episode is described a little more violently than usual, so listener discretion is advised. There is a library that exists at the nexus where all other universes collide. Inevitably, things wind up there by mistake. Books, artifacts, people. This is the place where things from all universes end up when they get lost. This is the Eternity Archives. Welcome to the Eternity Archives, a bi-weekly TTRPG podcast where we play multidimensional archivists trying to keep the universe together. And this time we are going to be trying to keep the universe together in the world of what's so cool about Monster Blood. My name is Ziva, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Linda, the human office lady, who this time is acting as our anchor. Before I introduce everybody, let me go ahead and introduce our discussion question for this week, which is just tell me about a weird thing that you like, just, just something weird you know about. My something weird that I know about is when I was in college, there was a big statue garden that was just giant president heads that was right off the highway. And um, I did not know about it until I was driving down the highway and saw a giant looming marble president head coming out of the foggy woods. And that was the first time I ever realized it existed. Mm, That was an alien counter. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it kind of it kind of was. Uh, unfortunately, it's a defunct weird thing now. It no longer exists. But that moment of seeing just a giant looming president head was very weird. And I needed to tell everybody about it. Yeah, no longer exists because it flew back into space. Back to the mothership. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bappy, how about you go next? Hey, everyone. My name is Bappy. My pronouns are they, them. I play Rilde Jaquel, who is a weird thing, a weird little tiefling. Is it a weird thing we know or a weird thing we like? I guess a weird thing you like is good, too. That is how I phrased the question originally, yes. Okay, I was going to say, um, so you get a Twinkie, right? And oh, then you, no. put, <laughs> you put a Slim Jim in the cream hole, and then you just eat them together. And that's a weird thing I like, <laughs> which is would you... a, a different brand of weird, I think. But that was what came to me. <laughs> Why would you do that? This is forbidden knowledge. This is... Ex- I saw it in a movie, and I was like... Oh. So I was like, I'll try that. See, you picked this as the discussion topic, Ziva, and I feel like this is just every episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what's a way- weird thing that you like or know? It's just like that just comes up every episode. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, I mean, forbidden knowledge, it, it works all together. We're just parting the forbidden knowledge on our audience. Well, I have an excellent weird thing that I know about. I'm Dorka. My pronouns are she, her. I play Zen, the big buff lizard lady. The weird thing I know about, here's some um, cool Virginia stuff for y'all. Let me tell you all about Dinosaur Kingdom 2. So named (laughs) because it replaced the original Dinosaur Kingdom. Not because there are two of them. There's just one of them now. It's called Dinosaur Kingdom 2. It is a roadside attraction 
with like a whole bunch of outdated dinosaur sculptures, fiberglass sculptures, except it's also alternate reality, which depict like the Confederates have tamed dinosaurs to fight against the Northerners. And they're also like, some of them are robots. I think like Robert E. Lee is a, has, is a cyborg. And yeah, it's just this place and you just walk through it. Who is this museum for? I don't know. The weird guy who made it. This guy's like famous for just making weird shit. Yeah, that's true. So with us on our weird shit adventure, both in and out of game, is our friend Mikey. Hello, my name is Mikey. I use he, him pronouns. I am a game designer and general man about the internet. And I am playing Damon, who is a wrestler who is having kind of a bad time. (laughs) And my weird thing, it's not a weird thing I like, but it's something that I learned just the other day. And it's that when you sleep, your cerebral spinal fluid flushes through your brain. So you essentially get like a brain bath every time you sleep. Whoa. Gross. Good Okay, fact. well, my brain's definitely doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah, my fiance learned that. And it's like, oh, I, I was better not knowing that, actually. Yeah, man. There's all sorts of cursed knowledge in this arc. Y'all are getting it. Getting it on all sides, the fictional and the real world. Yeah, hopefully your cerebral spinal fluid will wash over your brain and cleanse you of my Slim Jim Twinkie fact. <laughs> <laughs> so last time you all made it to the city of Vatishta, you drank some yucky, yucky monster blood, fought off some cultists, you met up with your contact in the Order of the Eye, and now you are headed down into a spooky catacomb. Are you all ready to jump back into the depths of monsters and hopefully not Twinkies stuck in Slim Jims? <laughs> That's the cursed artifact. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do it. So um, before you all head into the windmill, Rill, what did the Gnosis do to you? What new belief or superstition does Rill have now? I feel like I have been waiting for some sort of guidance from Linda, Dark Linda, maybe. Yeah. And for some reason, I just have a feeling that maybe that was her. I mean, it'd be weird, but like this world is pretty weird, right? Like if we were to walk down into the catacombs and some weird shit happened and I do have a dagger on me now, it'd be pretty easy to kind of, you know, if something happened to Zen... Yeah, I'm 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 kind of just uh I have some thoughts swirling in my head right now. I'm sure everything will be fine. Nothing bad ever happens in Monster Blood. Do we want to rock paper scissors to see who gets to go down first cuz it kind of seems like none of us want to? Oh, Zen will. Oh, okay. Zen loves <laughs> going into spooky haunted buildings. Damon would ask if we want to rock paper scissors. <laughs> Zen says, I don't know what that is, but there's no need for it. I've got this. (laughs) She's got this, so, uh, yeah. She makes her way to the entrance and just heads right on down there. Yeah, Rue will just follow. All right. So as you all stand in the basement of this windmill, peering down into the darkness of the catacombs, the musty smell of long-forgotten air and crumbling stone greets you. Other than the stairs downward, you see flickering lanterns in an unnatural blue sitting at a couple of doorways, and you could choose either one of them to go through next. Do they look different? 
they look pretty much the same. It's very dark down here and it's almost misty or dusty. There's some kind of almost veil hanging about the place that makes it hard to tell what's in the next room. Okay, I have an idea of something I want real to do, but but if someone else wants to go first, again, please go ahead. My thought is that Damon's new red eye gives him, like, he can see blood, like, lit up, bright red. Ooh, cool. So it's like, I wrote down blood moon vision. So it's relevant only because if there is blood in here, he would be able to see it, like, lit up like a Christmas light. Okay. So I can tell you that there is no blood in the room you're currently in. If you want to know if there is blood that you specifically can see because of this mutation, you're going to have to roll another Morphous roll. Yeah, that makes sense to me. He's looking around and it'll be just be passive for him, but... I mean, there's blood in the room. It's just all inside of us. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, on the outside. <laughs> outside blood. Like, it's it's like, you know, like CSI, the weird powder that they do to make, like, bodily fluids glow. It's like that, but in his life. Oh, like yeah, black light, but in your head. Yeah, luminol, that's it. <laughs> yeah, he ain't seeing shit. That's a one and a two. And even with any kind of bonus, that is not going to be higher than an eight. Okay, um, is one of your best dice your Morphous? It is not. Okay, so then as far as you can tell, there's no blood nearby, um, but simply because you just can't pierce whatever that veil is that makes it difficult to see. So Ryl's not doing anything just yet, but Ryl does kind of like stand in front of the doors and they're just kind of staring at them at the moment, contemplating what they want to do next. So before we go in any sort of direction, Zen is going to take out her compass and wind it up like a clock, which is not how a normal compass works, but this is a special compass. And she doesn't really know how it works, but she's gotten used to that sort of library thing where you come into worlds and things are different and you just kind of know that. And since she's kind of from, like, a world that is magical to begin with, she's stopped questioning it. But she knows that this compass will lead them back to the starting point if they get lost. Okay. And I will just let you do that since that is the point of the object. Okay, then Rill is kind of going to follow that feeling they got from that uh, that superstition that sort of popped in their head because of that Gnosis role, where if that other Linda is providing them some kind of direction to try to lead them a certain way, would she be able to tell them which door they should pick? So I think mechanically this would be another Gnosis role, yeah. if that is fine with you, okay? Yeah, go for it. Rill is praying to Dark Linda. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they're just like, so in their mind, flavor-wise, how this is happening, they're just like thinking, okay, if this is, for whatever reason, I think this is the that other Linda, and she wants me to do this thing, then she should fucking lead me down the right doorway. And that's how I'll know it's her and not just some other magic bullshit that I, I know nothing about. <laughs> okay, so I'm rolling. All right, so I got a four and a three. Do I get, I don't get any pluses to that, do I? No, you do not. Okay, then I did fail, but one of them was my... Oh, hold on, I take it back. Is your superstition you're talking to Dark Linda an advantage or a disadvantage? What do you think? Could it go either way? 
I'd say that's a disadvantage, honestly, because they're not talking to Darklinda. Like, this is just like a paranoia in their head, right? Well, you're acting in service of one of your Gnosis-inspired beliefs. It says hunters can seize advantage when acting in service to one of their Gnosis-inspired beliefs. Oh. So yeah, I would actually, I would give that a plus one then. Okay, then yeah, I got uh, I got an eight, seven plus one. And okay. one of them was my Gnosis die, so I will bump that up to two. Okay, so first tell me what change that gives Rill. This one's not too, too exciting, I think, but this is kind of like, now it's not just a passing belief. Now they're just like, oh shit, like this is, she's... She's talking to me. She kind of was ghosting me in my journal, but this is her. This is her talking to me, and this is her wanting me to follow through with that. I mean, she didn't say what was going to happen if I didn't kill Zen, but it was kind of like an open-ended, vaguely threatening type of thing. And so I think in, like, Rill's mind, it's kind of like this superstition that, like, everything is sort of lining up to give them this opportunity to try to kill Zen. <laughs> okay. So with that in mind, you get a very clear gut feeling that the correct door to take is the door that's on the right. Real looks back at the other two, and it's just like, uh, yeah, the the moon is kind of talking to me, I think, and it's saying we should take this door. And they point at the right one. Well, in the absence of any reason to go through the other door, that works for me. I'm not going to say we shouldn't do that just because it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. Uh, Rail's already opening the door. <laughs> All right. So you open the door and step into the next room. It's a bigger room this time. As you look around you, you see that there are tattered tapestries hung from the wall. Perhaps they're worn by time, or perhaps they've been shredded by some ancient beast. Similar to the last room, you see, in addition to the door that you came in through, you see two doors you can go through at the end of the room, again, with lanterns dimly lighting them. This room is dark, even darker than the last one, but you can see twisted roots reaching up to the ceiling and through the floor. And whatever used to happen in this room is almost incomprehensible. Now it is just a large and crumbling chamber lined in ancient tapestries. What's up with, like, fucked up plants? Why do we keep running into, like, fucked up plants? you guys notice that? Is that just like a thing people are into or? I mean, when you really think about it, plants are weird. Yeah. Plants are weird. I guess so. I agree with this. I would also like to vote that plants are weird. Yeah. Did you know their DNA is like super big? Like the sequence, the number of chromosomes or whatever is super big because they have to stay in the same place their whole life. Like that's. I didn't understand any of that. Oh, um. Rill's just nodding uh, sagely, like, yep. <laughs> well, look, I was told that if you ever have to do a maze, you should just go in the same direction every single time, and eventually that'll get you to the other end. So I think we should take the right door. At least at that point, then you know which direction you've gone, and you can go back out the way you came if you get stuck. Wait, can we, uh, Rill wants to look at the tapestries, if there's anything worth looking at there. Uh, yeah, you can look at the tapestries if you want. Okay, yeah, I kind of want to... I mean, I know you said it's like, what's happening here? We don't really know anymore. But I guess, like, if there's any kind of insight or hypotheses that I could come to if I look at these tapestries is what I'm looking for. Sure. So I'll just go ahead and tell you this. This is just, like, scenic flavor text. So there's three tapestries on the wall. 
As you look at the first tapestry, you see some kind of ornate chalice. It's sitting on something, but you can't tell what because that part of the tapestry has been worn down or tattered. And so you can just see this ornate cup. On the second tapestry, you see what looks like a portrait of like a queen or an empress. It's a woman, a pale woman, wearing a large and gaudy crown. It looks like she might be holding something, but you can't tell what in the bottom half of the tapestry. Does the crown look like what we're... Does it look similar to the circlet we're looking for, or like it's completely different? It's completely different. Okay. And then in the third tapestry, you see a figure that might be something like an angel or something like a gargoyle. Time has really uh, worn down the detail on this particular tapestry, but it is a dark winged figure with a face that looks unlike any animal or or creature that you're familiar with, a face that has uh, way too many eyes and not in the places you would expect them to be. Ro would kind of point at this last tapestry and be like, um, so this one kind of sticks out a lot more than the other two, and I'm going to assume this is maybe a warning, but who knows, honestly. This world is weird. Just like plants. This is a fucking... <laughs> I mean, it's not a plant world. The last world was a plant world. This is just a weird fucked up blood world. That was plant world. This is blood world. Yeah, correct. Seems like a good way to go about naming every place we've been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a look around with my weird eye again. Okay, go for it. Uh, that's a ten. One of the dice, definitely the special one. So blood powers go up. <laughs> All right, blood powers go up. So go ahead and tell me um, what that looks like, and then I'll tell you what you found. I think uh, vampire teeth, for sure. Excellent choice. Like, I think I think fangs just extend, like, right there and then. Like, as he's looking around, Damon says, ow! And, like, there's blood on his tongue. And then he goes up to feel his teeth, and they're, like, long, fanged, different. And then he, like, smiles. Not in a smiling way, but, like, to see... And show off and is like, hey, is anyone else <laughs> seeing this? Oh, yeah, your your teeth are real fucked up. I mean, they look kind of cool. Did you bring, like, a fang teeth prop or something? N- no, no. Oh. That's his occult item. <laughs> yeah, it's a party <laughs> teeth from for Halloween. Novelty teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep that in mind for, like, a future endeavor. <laughs> I mean, did it hurt? Hurt? Like, did growing in, did it hurt? I mean, I bit my tongue. That hurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this place is weird. I don't- I'm not a big, big fan of it. How come nothing's happening to me? Uh, I- uh, That's a good question. So now that you have, uh, used your growing beast powers to see if there's blood nearby, you see a flicker of bright red through the door to the right, like, leaking out from under the door. I think he can even, like, smell it now? Cause I'm just I'm just gonna say like vampire senses. Is that like does that track? That tracks. And what so what I'll tell you in addition is that you can tell that there is a trail of blood leading into that room to some distance. Like it it trails quite a bit of the way into the room through the door on the right. Yeah, I think he's just gonna do like a like Wolverine sniff and start walking in that direction. It's like I smell something coppery. Okay, I know you guys, like, 
I think we can all safely assume if we smell something coppery in this world, it's probably blood. Yeah. Hence blood world. It's not copper world. I'd advocated for the right door anyway, so. Yeah. All right. Let's go through. Sorry to put y'all in the fucked up shit happens dungeon, but uh, some fucked up shit is about to happen, I feel like. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, do you guys want me to go in first again? Or Zen, do you want to go? Yeah, let me go. I've got the biggest weapon. You actually kind of have to fight Damon for it at this point. He's like, no, no, no. And then you're like, I have the biggest weapon. (laughs) All right. So as you step through into this new room, a worn stone staircase stands before you, lit dimly by candles flickering from a rusted chandelier above. In the light of the flickering candles, you think you spot the slumped body of one of those cultists from earlier, or at least a body in dark robes. Unfortunately, over that body stands the skittering, glowing bodies of three ethereal spiders, who you have now interrupted in the middle of their meal. Uh, hey, what's up, gang? We're just gonna walk right on by into those stairs. Zen's charging the spiders. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, Damon is gonna follow behind to back you up. Rill's pretending to be kind of reluctant because they want to see what happens and where this goes. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to go ahead, uh, then Damon and Zen, please roll for attacking the ethereal spiders. All right, and I'm going to use my Morphus for this. Okay. Do we have to figure that out before? I guess we do, because we have to do the die. Yes. If you think you want to like have like a particularly savage attack, then go ahead and use it. Yeah, you know what? In for a penny, in for a pound. Can we get an advantage for taking them by surprise, since Zen just, like, fucking rushed them? Yeah, I'll go ahead and say you can do that. In that case, I'm taking plus one for the surprise attack and plus one for my weapon, and so then I rolled a six, so that is an eight in total. Okay. Is one of your top two your Morphus? Um, what do you do on a tie? Did you roll, like, all twos? I, I rolled a five and two ones. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say we should count the Morphus because you're low and it's more interesting. There is not a rule about ties. I got a two and a five, but since his job is wrestler, he's good at fighting. So that brings me up to an eight, which is all I need. And my Morphus die is the higher one and it's higher than my Morphus. So, okay. So... Zen, you have caught them by surprise. And so what do you do to these spiders that's using your Morphus? Zen rushes with this glaive and does like a vicious sweep on the closest spider. And as she does this, especially vicious attack, she feels her skin sort of harden and ripple a little bit. And when all is said and done, she will notice her skin is tougher, kind of leathery. There's sort of like a scale pattern, but not like actual scales. All right, so um, as you do the sweeping attack on the spider, it disappears into a puff of corpse dust that shoots up into the air. So Damon, what does your attack look like and how does that affect your transformation? He totally planned to go in with the sword, but then like as soon as he catches the scent of blood in this room from the cultist, he goes into a bit of a frenzy and actually like goes to bite the spiders with his fangs and like rips them apart. 
probably gets a little bit of monster blood. And I'm I feel like it's it's horns. Absolutely. That's always an excellent choice. Yeah. I feel like it's like demon horns. Like a cross between demon and like deer horns. Maybe maybe a tail too. That sounds very cool. So there is one spider left. And as it sees you viciously tear into to two of its fellows, it begins to scutter down the stairs towards Rill like as quickly as it possibly can, and it shrieks. Uh. <laughs> I mean, if it's trying to attack me, I guess I would just shoot it. Just not not like a magic bullet, just like a regular bullet. So I will go ahead and say that it seems more frightened than aggressive, but I will leave that up to you what you want to decide to do with this spider. How big is a spider? Big, like I'd say probably two feet tall and at least its body's like a foot wide. It's like a dog-sized spider. Okay. If I can sense that it's scared, then I might just be like, uh, I mean, we, we don't really, okay, I was gonna say, we don't want to hurt you, but obviously that is false. Uh, if you're not trying to kill me, I won't kill you. If you can understand people speak. Can you understand people speak? It shrieks and continues to run. It cannot understand people speak. Can I just, like, step out of the way and just, like, let it run? <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Okay, then I just do that. <laughs> okay, so you step out of the way and, uh, and let the spider run off deeper into the catacombs. All right, cool. Done. Rill would want to go over to the corpse and try to figure out how it died. If it was poison or some kind of um, physical wound or... Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you just like what, what you see when you just like take a peek at it. So its robe that it's wearing has been um, essentially shredded and torn open and un- underneath are some torn and bloody underclothes that appear to have been slashed almost as if by gigantic claws or talons. Although it certainly looks like the spiders found this cultist and decided to get while the getting's good, it does not look like it was spiders that killed it. In their hand, the cultist grasps several dark feathers enormous dark feathers that look maybe something like a raven, but uh, way, way too large. Was the thing I saw in the tapestry earlier, it had wings, right? It did have wings. So I will gesture towards this corpse and beckon the attention of my compatriots and be like, hey guys, look at this fucked up shit. This doesn't look like spider fucked up shit. This looks like something else fucked up shit. And also uh, feathers. So... Zen is going to gather up the feathers and also the the corpse dust that was found. Zen is gonna like scoop that up into like a little flask or a vial just to have it. What you making some protein shakes or Yeah, it'll go great with the blood. What okay. Hmm. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I should say, I changed my mind on tail because I realized it would be way funner and way more fun and messed up if instead of tail, his claw gauntlet like just became claws. Like it's, he goes to like take it off. Like that was a bad decision because he's having a bit of a bad time now and (laughs) realizes he can't take it off and there's claws on both hands. Ooh, Ooh, spooky. Yeah. And I think he's like, hey, um, I kind of went off this ride now. This is something, I mean, obviously something's not right here, but can I just say for the record, this sucks? Uh, yeah, I mean, 
we're in the middle of some catacombs and we were attacked by spiders and, well, technically you guys attacked the spiders. Yeah, feeling a bit bad about that, but... Eh, you know, that's fine. There's spiders. Don't worry, Damon. The minute you have that anomaly, I will pull you all right back here and we'll have a nice sharing circle and a cup of tea and I can probably get Dumpling to bring some warm blankets. Yeah, but what if we become the anomaly? Did we consider that? Look, if it if it gets too weird, Linda can pull you out of here. I I promise I will not let whatever that is take over you. You see how fucked up shit is here. Like we're gonna need all three of us. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't want to leave you behind. Obviously, that would not be cool. But okay, 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 okay. I think something something about what Damon said, where like, what if we become the anomaly? Kind of like strikes a chord with Rill, and it's just like, huh, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Like. Because these catacombs were, like, owned by other people, right? The ancients or whatever? Yeah. I guess where did those beasts come from, then? Did the beasts come from the ancients that were buried here? You're asking some excellent questions that the people of this world should probably be asking. Look, I'm just saying is, like, people are saying these beasts are kind of like the bad guys, right? Because they're going around killing people, but maybe... They're just uh, trying to protect what's theirs. Yeah, I also protect what's mine by leaving the place I live and going out to attack people. It's proactive. So I have, I have two thoughts. One, anywhere where that crown could be, we definitely don't let Linda near it, right? Like, she's our backup. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Linda can't touch it until we get back up and- Yeah, I'm just, I'm safe and sound here. Don't worry about me. Linda- Definitely, thank you. Second thought, if any of us gets near that crown, definitely pull us out. Like, if if we're going in a bad way, I feel like any of us touching that crown would be really, really bad news, right? Well, that's what we're here to do. We have to touch it. Well, yeah, but like, if, if we go to like, put it on. Oh, I will not let that happen. Don't you worry about that. I don't know exactly if we have an HR department up here, but I'm pretty sure using the anomaly gets you fired. So, so that's not, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if it gets anywhere close to that point, it won't be any of our faults. It'll just happen. So, okay. All right. Wait, you can get fired? Uh, I think they just call it shooting you out into space, but you know. If you can get fired, why is Desi still here? Because she hasn't done anything wrong. Okay, well, mm, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know about the Lich King. You don't put on weird cursed helmets. Not, not that Lich King that we kind of had a brush in with, but like the other Lich King. Never mind. Don't worry about it. All right, I guess let's go down the stairs. Yeah, let's let's go. That was our huddle. Now we got a break. All right, let's go, team. Let's go, team. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. I wanted to jump in with a quick reminder that you can support us by leaving a review on Podchaser or iTunes. Since we're an independent show, this helps us a ton. You can also support us by buying stickers, making a one-time donation, or joining as a monthly supporter on our Ko-fi page at ko-fi.com slash theeternityarchives. Our monthly supporters get exclusive behind-the-scenes content like character sheets, GM notes, and access to our fan discord. Before we get back to it, here's a message from another great show on the Be Gay Roll Dice Network. Check them out and give them a listen. Thanks so much, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Hi! Welcome to The Game is Afoot. This is a podcast where queer guests... I'm back, baby! (laughs) 
play games. I pick my jaw up off the floor real quick. <laughs> real quick. Put that back on. And do an interview. My secret is... This is published on the first and third Sunday of every month, so come join us. And I hope you have a good time. Bye! At the bottom of the stairs, next to the corpse of this cultist, you find yourself looking again through two doors. One on the left and one on the right. I'm gonna say... Maybe we should go to the one on the right. That's served us well so far. But I'm also like, what if they're trying to be tricky? You know? Like, who is what if- they? The people who built this place so long ago that no one even remembers them? Yes. They were still obviously trying to trick people. Like, just because they're dead and it was a long time ago doesn't mean they weren't trying to protect their shit, Zen. Rill is probably right, given that it changes every time. It's probably inherently tricky. I mean, can you do the thing you did earlier with the, uh... Weren't you, like, smelling something, and that's how we... Did I imagine that? As you're asking, you notice that he's already sniffing. (laughs) So. That's a five and a six, and the six is the Morphous die. Okay. This is just going swimmingly. Oh, yeah, so it's a six. So, yes, your your Morphous goes up one more time. So go ahead and tell me what that looks like, and then I'll tell you what you found. Now I'm, like, having to get clever, because the ones before were just easy, and now I have to actually think. Do you have any idea? So he's got claws. He's got a red eye. He's got horns and fangs. What's the next evolution in this pattern? <laughs> Maybe, like, spines? Toe beans. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, I'd say maybe like spines are like a, like a bat face. Like you start to get the bat nose. Ooh. Oh, like Morpheus from uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> no? No Spider-Man? Uh, no, I know what you're talking about. Morpheus the living vampire. I unfortunately have a pop of him. Or is it Mobius? What was it? Is it Morpheus? I don't know. Morbius. 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 Yeah. There we go. We got there in the end. Hmm. What if his eyes get bigger? <laughs> Ooh, that's spooky. They turn into anime girl ooh eyes. <laughs> <laughs> or or he gets like a second set of eyes. Ooh, I like that. That's ooh, cool. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Bloodborne loves eyes. Bloodborne does love eyes. That is correct. That's great because eyes are among my least favorite things. Or weird shit happening to eyes is one of my least favorite things. Yeah, I think he gets extra eyes and his skin gets pale. Okay. Where are the extra eyes? Like above his normal eyes, like where his eyebrows would be normally. But on his face. Yeah. Okay, thank God. Yeah, for right <laughs> now. And so they're like at an angle. So it's it's like more demonic and the color like bleaches from his skin. While you are doing the sniffing and while you are going through that transformation, you are able to sense a very light trace of blood from the cultist who'd been dragged into this room through the door on the left. The corpse that we saw upstairs was dragged from here? Was dragged through the door on the left, yes. Okay. As he's sniffing, too, he, like, unconsciously, like, hunches lower to get closer to the ground. And so, like, sniffs over, like, that direction. So his posture's definitely more beast-like. Then he, like, stands in that pose 
and says, well, I hate to break our pattern and thought, but this is where that cultist came from. The left door. Okay, so they were trying to be tricky. Sure, let's go to the left. So as you open the door, you find yourselves not in a stone room, but instead a dark earthen tunnel that leads to a cramped and stinking cave. Mm. Okay, so this is probably the part where people uh, get lost and find scary animals and, and whatever, right? Or the scary animals find us. Meanwhile, Damon has his claw hands that are much larger than his hands were before, by the way, over his nose. And he's like, you know, the part of super smelling that they never tell you about in stories is that when things smell bad, they smell really, really bad. Brill just gently pats him on the shoulder. (laughs) So as you are having this conversation, Zen, you feel a stinging, piercing sensation in the back of your calf. Oh, she uh, swirls around with her glaive, like, looking for the source of it. Behind you stands the last ethereal spider, the one that had run off deeper into the catacombs. Oh, it no. is decided that it was not, in fact, done. It went and regrouped, and it was coming back to get you. You robbed it of its meal, and now you are going to be its meal. Okay. Since my skin has hardened, can I roll to basically, like, shrug that off? Uh, Yes. Would I have to roll my amorphous for that because I'm using that? No, you're not giving into the blood itself. Okay. So I'm just rolling and like adding that as a plus one. Yes. Okay, I got a six total, so. Okay, so you do not shrug it off and you begin to bleed from the bite the spider has inflicted on you. Guys, the spider's back. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, it sure is. Rill's just kind of like their eyes are darting from Zen to the spider to Damon because in their mind it's all kind of piecing together and and they're hesitating. Rill's got a Pepe Sylvia wall in their brain right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess like if Damon doesn't do anything right off the bat then like yeah eventually Rill would do something because they're not that far gone but. Yeah he's definitely hesitating mostly because he doesn't trust himself. Then if he's hesitating, then Rill would take out their gun and uh, shoot the spider. Okay, so go ahead and roll that for me. Are you using your your blood bullets? Oh, do I want to use my blood bullets? Use the blood bullets. All right, let's use the blood bullets. I'd say because I think they're still trying to put up a front to be like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, I'm not thinking bad thoughts, weird thoughts. I want to kill the spider. I'm I'm going to go try and kill this spider. I am going to shoot the spider and not Zen. Yes. I got a four and a five. And yes, one of the top numbers is my Gucci dice. Go ahead and tell me what that does to real then. Okay. So the glowing sickly green cracks and crevices widen almost like they they were kind of like scratches in in width and like hairline fracture almost but now they just like widen like just now just clearly like gaps in their skin and just like the lines grow in length like it was kind of like brushing up against like the base of their neck and now there's like one crevice that's just like clearly going up the side of their neck and then their eyes i'm trying to think if it's extra if they kind of like set on fire briefly (laughs) like green fire but the whites of their eyes would like turn black and kind of the pupil and the color of their eyes when they're a human it's like a dark 
dark brown. Now it's just like once again kind of matching that green color and uh, like their normal eyes which are usually slitted they would kind of slit as well kind of all of this is just like painful for them because it's uh it's just kind of the theme i was going for which is hurting real <laughs> normal shit <laughs> yeah so i kind of imagine this is sort of like in within seconds of of happening like they fire the bullet stuff happens and then their their eyes would do the metamorphosizing Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say then you use your your blood to shoot this spider, which shrieks and dissolves in a a giant puff of cloud dust this time. It's it's almost like an explosion because that bullet just ripped right through the dang thing. And then you begin to to undergo this this metamorphosis of the cracks widening and your eyes transforming and it's all painful and horrible. So how how do you how do you react to that? Real just kind of like recoils and like grabs their face, like holding their their eyes, just like fucking god, what did this hurt for anyone else? Is it just me? I think it's just you. What the yeah. fuck? Well, uh, he bit himself. Okay, yeah, well, like some of it's hurt, but not like screaming hurt. It just feels right, which makes it feel more wrong. Yeah, no, this feels very wrong. This, uh, I thought someone was ripping my eyeballs out for a second there. Yeah, I don't know about y'all. I feel more like myself. That's weird. That's weird. I don't, okay, cool. You okay there, buddy? With the spider bite? So Zen's gonna, like, lift up her pant leg and sit down on the, the floor and make sure that it's not, like, obviously poisoned. So I will go ahead and say it's not obviously poisoned. Like, there's not, like, green acidy goop coming out of it or, or anything like that. But it is very painful and, and pretty deep. If you continue to have it, you will have a, a disadvantage in any kind of combat that's going to involve any kind of, like, significant movement. So it uh, it really hurts, and it's going to be a bit hard to, like, run or jump with. Ro, you're, you're like a healer, right? Uh, yes. Come take a look at this. Yeah, sure. Yes, 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 I will do that. Um, And they put the gun away. They walk over and they kneel down to look at the wound. And I think their brain is scrambling a little bit. Like they're just, you know, trying to do like the, the lady doing math, ca- calculating math <laughs> meme where, where it's like, okay, well, if this doesn't get healed, then obviously I would have sabotaged it and if something happens to Zen then it's obvious I didn't help her and then people would get suspicious so I guess just to cover my tracks here yes they would uh, properly attend to Zen's wound can you go ahead and roll for that add your medical kit and if you feel like you need additional knowledge you can roll your gnosis as well well I also have a I have the medical practitioner job. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead and add that too. So I'm just going to roll the two dice. Ooh, sorry, Zen. I rolled two twos. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, this this spider kind of fucked your shit up. Um, I, ooh. So I'll go ahead and say that you can, like, bandage it. But that's kind of all you can do is you can, like, like prevent it from getting worse, but it's still going to stick around. Sorry, I, I I tried. Don't worry about it. It'll it'll be fine. It'll only slow me down a little bit. I'm pretty sure I tried. What? What? 
I'm pretty sure there's bleeding happening, so Damon is, like, standing back trying not to get involved because he really doesn't want to hurt any of his team. Is Damon just, like, salivating over Zen? <laughs> yeah, I think he might. He's trying not to. He's trying to fight it, but it's it's uh, a, not a good situation. So while you all are down here in the bad time cave, you <laughs> notice that there are sort of three tunnels that are branching off. They are very short. You're going to have to crawl through them, but there are three of them. There's one going to the left, one going straight, and one going to the right. Rill is once again going to reach out to like whatever. Pray to Dark Linda. Yeah, pray to Dark Linda, because now once again, the chips are kind of all falling not chips, but everything's kind of falling to pieces. Or not pieces, together. Ah, I'm not good at idioms. And they're just like, okay, like, I guess this is legitimately what I should be doing. I guess this is the right thing. Um, so I am going to make a gnosis roll, if that is okay, to figure out which tunnel. Yes, and make sure you add a plus one because you are giving into your gnosis. Okay. All right. I got a five and a three. And that is an eight. Uh, and that was one of my my Gucci dice. So yes, you get another point of gnosis. So what is Rill feeling? Rill is just like, oh, maybe this is all kind of like making sense. Maybe this is all supposed to happen the way it, it is happening. Like, what if those dark versions of ourselves aren't just alternate versions? What if they're our future selves? What if this is like, what if, what if we're just following the path we're supposed to follow? You know, like no one's seen a dark Zen. There's been a dark Rill and a dark Linda. And maybe dark Linda knows something Rill didn't know. And that's why she's telling them to kill Zen. Because there isn't a good Rill and a bad Rill. There's just, it's just Rill. Oh, you're freaking me out, and I'm the one who who wrote. Like, I'm the one who knows what's happening. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so, with that in mind, you get again that gut feeling that the right way to go is forward. That you should get down and crawl your way through the tunnel that is forward. Wait, we have to crawl. You have to crawl. Jesus. All right. Maybe it's it's better if Zen takes the middle. That way, we can. I can cover the rear, and maybe Damon can take the front since you got that blood sense. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm the biggest, so maybe I should go last so that if I get stuck... <laughs> I should definitely go in front because the smelling the blood is not helping. Oh, yeah, we, we don't want Damon staring at my leg. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm just worried that if something comes up from behind... I mean, what if they grab at your injured leg? You're already at a disadvantage. Well, then we can put injury leg in the middle, and then I still end up in front, because also he holds up his big claw hands, his big demonic claw hands. I wonder if those are any good at digging. Yeah, that's... Oh, what. yeah, maybe they're like mole hands. Yeah. yeah. He said, yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking, like, if the tunnels collapsed, because these are old catacombs or something. I don't want to, but if I have to, I will dig us forward. I think that's a great idea. Alright, so Zen, you're okay with being in the middle? Yeah, I'm cool with it. Okay. But if uh, if I get stuck, you have to push, okay? Push yeah. real hard. Yeah, I'll, I'll push. So then that's your marching order as you crawl through the tunnels? Yes. So you all begin your way down the tunnels, and they are unfathomably dark. 
You thought the catacombs were dark before, but this is a new level of darkness, almost as dark as the void that brought you here. This is advanced darkness. <laughs> it is it's advanced darkness. Can Rill kind of see in the dark a little bit? Not necessarily like just to discern a little bit of details since they got magic. Look with your special eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I would go ahead and say that you could roll for that and add an advantage. You can tell where you're going in the sense that like you can like feel the ground in front of you. And you can maybe make out vague enough shapes that like you know it's safe to put your hands one in front of the other. Okay. How much space is there, like, vertically? There is enough space to fit on your hands and knees without needing to, like, go flat to the floor. Yeah, like, you probably can't really see much because my big ass is in front of you. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fine, then. I think in character-wise, Rill is pretty focused on, like, possibly trying to kill Zen, so they're they're not really thinking clearly. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) So they are focused uh, not on your big ass, but on your wounded leg that they should have been able to heal, but couldn't for some reason, even though they were trying. They They were trying. They were trying their best, and it didn't work. Why didn't it work? Maybe it wasn't supposed to work. That's what they're thinking. Damon is also, since he now has two sets of eyes, and probably all of them except one are special, he probably can see, like, the vague shapes as well, unless it gets, like, so blocked to the point where you can't discern one thing from the other, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that, yes. So what I am going to say is that as you are making your way down this tunnel. It's relatively smooth going right up until you hit a wall of dirt that stops you from being able to move forward. Ah, jeez. (laughs) We're gonna make him dig. Yeah. (laughs) I think he's like, remember how I said I would only dig if I absolutely had to? Uh, yeah. Zen runs into his butt. (laughs) Yeah, so he, you know, kind of like lurches forward, but it's like, get ready to dig, I guess and pray to whatever is the god of this world that I don't go full monster or we have to abort mission. So I'm going to roll with Morphus because that's the only thing that's letting me do this right now. Okay. That is a seven plus one right from the Morphus. Yes. So good news, that's an eight. And also good news, my Morphus die is not part of the higher numbers so All right. we're good there so yeah so you just you just dig normally nothing bad happens to you incredible just dig with your little diggy hands <laughs> diggy 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 <laughs> i'm just imagining like a dog but daemons <laughs> like a cartoon but, dog but a tall goth vampire man instead yes Uh, So as you are digging through this dirt, it is thankfully yielding to your giant clawed hands and you are able to make good progress. Uh, It's loose enough that you are able to uh, move forward relatively quickly. And in the last few swipes, you knock a few ancient and crumbling bricks out of the way and find yourself emerging into a new chamber. Specifically, it is a chamber so tall that you cannot see what is in the darkness above you, and you are surrounded by an almost countless number of tall, ancient columns. Shit, how far down did we go? Do you remember going down this far? 
No, but I feel like if we if there's a question that doesn't need answered, we probably shouldn't think about the answer too hard. I'm okay with that. Ignorance has served me well on many an occasion. Brill's just like, mm. <laughs> yeah. So now, now he he like stands up and scratches his head, and, and then realizes that his hands are dirty and claws. I was like, ow! Scratches his whole ass other eye out. <laughs> okay. Well, this feels like we made it to something. If I was gonna put a weird crown in a room, this is where I would put it. I mean, do we see anything that could be a weird crown? Uh, you do not see anything that looks like a weird crown, but you do see some flickering lights in the distance. Specifically, you see one flickering light in the distance. Is it still incredibly advanced dark? Not advanced dark where you are. It certainly is the higher the columns go, but you can you can see with like the fact that there's some haze around. It is regular dark where you currently are. You can see the light. You can see the columns. Uh, you can't necessarily like tell how big this room is unless you were to like go around and map it out. Zen's just gonna start walking forward. Yeah, Ro would follow her. She's. I guess she's kind of like limping a little, but still. So are you all uh, walking towards the light or are you walking, like, looking for something particular? Towards the light. So then as you walk through this uh, large room, you find that you're not able to grasp the scale of it really any better than you were before you were in here. But you do find a lantern is the source of the flickering light and next to it, a trap door that leads further down into the darkness. Oh, this is a trap door. (laughs) (laughs) A trap door? Okay, so is it super dark down there as well? Yes. I think I would like to try to roll Amorphous to see better in the dark. Okay. Uh, so I got a six plus two, and my Morphus was not one of the higher dice. Okay. So uh, you can then see there is a ladder leading down into the darkness, but at the bottom of this ladder, it seems to be a floor that is covered in ornate tiles. Uh, okay, there's like a fancy room way down at the bottom. This feels really evil, which means we're probably on the right track. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that, that seems right. I, I guess, do you want me to go in first, or? I can go first. I don't mind. She says, limping towards the door. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I should go first. I, I can see anyway, so I, let me, let me go in. Okay, be careful down there, okay? Uh, y- yeah. Sure. What did we discuss about you taking care of yourself i'm fine you don't don't worry about me and then they would go down the ladder is that what it was yes it's a ladder they don't want zen to care about them makes it harder to kill you (laughs) (laughs) so you are able to safely make it down the ladder and when you reach the bottom you look around and see that in addition to the ornately tiled floor there's also beautifully painted walls and further down shining brass lanterns that glow from the walls it's really just a hallway so so it is it's just a like a like a nice looking hallway like it does not look like it belongs in the bottom of a catacomb so i guess i'd call up i'd be like uh yeah i mean as far as i can tell there's nothing else down here i just see uh it's just a kind of a bougie hallway 
It's kind of weird. I, I kind of wonder maybe if uh, the catacombs were built on top of it even to kind of discourage people from coming down, but it's safe if you all want to join me down here. I mean, it just does it just go straight? Uh, yeah, it's just straight shot down. All right, we'll be right down. Nowhere to go but down. Feels like we're on the right track. So Zen will climb down the ladder. Damon will follow right after. So now that you all find yourselves down here, feeling strikes all three of you at once. For Zen and Rill, it is a very familiar feeling. The feeling of wrongness that Zen and Rill have come to realize is the feeling of an anomaly growing closer. You are closer than ever to your goal. This was the right direction to go. And as you find yourselves in this ornate hallway, uh, you at least have that bit of, uh, of comforting information as you head further into the unknown. Um, I do kind of feel like we're going to run into something here because it'd be way too easy if we didn't. We know the crown was in someone's possession. Damon, are you able to see more of that blood? I'll give it a try. And he like, I think his eyes, like all of them, including his like normal blue colored eye, glow red. Um, that is an eight plus one would be a nine. Um, the morphous die is six. Mm. Oof. Okay, so yeah, so you go up to Morphous five. Mm-hmm. Feeling great, feeling good, feeling funky, feeling fresh. <laughs> I can't believe Damon's going to die on his first day on the job. <laughs> well, I don't die. I just either become the chosen champion or a normal beast. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So what then happens to Damon when he does this? What What's next? I feel like we got to go with wingies. We got to go with a bat wings. Uh, this is the point at which like he doubles over and groans though. And leathery pale wings shoot out of his back. Okay, but those look kind of sick. As he screams. Oh, wait. You're in pain. Uh, are you? <laughs> Fuck. Uh... As he stands back up, Zen's just like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> are you still hurting now that it's over? Or is it was it just kind of in the moment? Uh, it, it's a little sore. And he kind of like arches his shoulders back and like rolls them. And he was like, ah, my back feels a little weird. Do they work? Uh... Yeah, do they work? You know, I've never had to think about, does this new body part do a thing before? And he, like, <laughs> closes all four eyes and thinks really hard and focuses, and his wings do, like, a little butterfly flutter. <laughs> like a flap, flap, flap. Uh, it feels like it. I'm thinking back to the very beginning when Zen was like, have you ever been not a human? And now I feel kind of bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you were right. He, he, he might, in fact, have to get used to that. He might. All right, so I can go ahead and say that the answer to uh, do you smell the blood is you smell extremely faintly the original blood, the blood of the cultist, which makes you think that maybe that this is the end of the trail, that this is where the cultist started. But you start to smell different bloods mingled together. The farther you get down this hallway, the stronger the smell becomes. Like he keeps smelling and like following it like a bloodhound because like my thought is like when you gain a new sense like you you don't just automatically intuit how to use it properly so like he probably doesn't need to do this but he feels he's like this is how sniffing works this is how trailing works <laughs> um, so it's you know he's like walking forward and he's like um new trail hold on it's um it's different would you say ziva that it's like sickly 
Or like, how how does it smell different? Yes, you get multiple scents. So one of them is sickly, and one of them is more like the cultist, but milder, if that makes any sense. There's no strangeness to it. It's pretty much like it smells to you just like pretty much normal blood, whereas the cultist smelled a little different, and you, you get the sickly blood as well. Okay. That one smells like if the, if the cultist was like, extra crispy that one's like regular and then this one's like funky like a like a moldy cheese of blood gross that sounds disgusting i mean they did mention like a blood plague right this is this blood's gone bad i mean i wouldn't drink it because apparently i do that now like i I don't want to drink it and makes so what do you all do do you continue to head down the hallway we sure do okay As you continue to head down the hallway, it makes a turn and all of a sudden you come into a room that is flooded with light and you have to take a second to blink and let your eyes adjust given the amount of time you've just spent in uh, various advanced levels of darkness. (laughs) But when your eyes do adjust, you realize that you are in what looks like a ballroom, an enormous room with two curving staircases up to a landing a grand chandelier, and a number of people in the room around you. On this ground floor here are uh, some of the robe cultists that you saw earlier. Maybe the entire cult itself, dozens of them, in hoods with ceremonial daggers strapped to their belts. Some of them are tying chains around a large creature with giant wings and too many eyes in places you don't suspect. And the creature is shrieking. (laughs) Unbelievably piercing noise, unlike the shriek of any human or beast that you've ever seen. And of course, at the top of the stairs, in a plush and ornate chair, there sits a woman who looks vaguely familiar. At her feet is a man tied up, unconscious, and bleeding. And in the woman's hands, she twirls an object, a round object, something like a circlet, but your eyes refuse to recognize it. And as soon as you walk in, she smiles and gets to her feet, walking over to the balcony and looks down and says, Baby bird, you made it! The Eternity Archives is hosted, produced, and edited by Dorka, Bappy, and Siva. Find us on Twitter at, at @thearchivespod or online at theeternityarchives.com. Our intro music is Paint the Sky by Hans Adam, and sound effects are obtained from zapsplat.com. Check out our show notes for more information and some helpful resources. Consider supporting us by telling your friends about us, or leave us a tip at our Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash theeternityarchives. Subscribe to our Kofi for all sorts of exclusive bonuses, behind-the-scenes content, and other fun surprises. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.